Welcome everybody to another episode of the Take Aim Games Cast. I'm your host, Scott Mills, the Microsoft slash PC expert. And on my left, I've got Brett Wolf, the PlayStation expert. Hello, hello, what's up guys? And on my right, I've got Eric King, the Nintendo slash a little bit of everything expert. Hey, what's up guys? Back in studio. That's right. Yeah. We're, Is we're studio? back uh, for another episode. This is a regular episode of the Take Game Games Cast. We're back after a little bit of a hiatus where we were pretty busy. Some like things were happening. and uh, So yeah, we're back because there was some big news that has been dropping the last couple weeks. Um, but first we're going to kind of talk about uh, what we've been playing lately. Um, Brett... You've got some Harry Potter, um, or I mean Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, it came out last year. You didn't finish it. I was in the same boat. I didn't yeah. finish it, so you went back to it. I didn't go, so back, to go back to it. Um, my brother is not much of a gamer, but he has a PS4, and he was playing through it, mm-hmm. and he finally beat it. And just to have something to talk about, I'm like, okay, I'll pick it back up. Mm-hmm. So um, I went through and beat the game. Um, it did get very repetitive towards the end. Um, I thought about maybe going for the platinum, yeah. but it's a lot of stuff you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not gonna pursue that. But um, it was it was fun for what it was. I think the next thing that they have, since they have like, the guts of it already made like Hogwarts and mm-hmm. Hogmeade Hogme and stuff, I just see how they can really focus on improving like the quests um, and some of the other things that I would think of like you know having more than 16 spell slots or mm-hmm. do something different with the combat. You know, I thought the combat was fine, but yeah, I think it may be more the characters more engaging, more you know, lifelike and stuff. Being those like cookie cutter, you know, quest givers. Um, I give it three uh, for where the dip score. I give it three out of five, so okay. around like a sixty between sixty and seventy, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, so it wasn't like my my favorite game I ever played, but I don't think it was awful. It just it just got really grindy, and that's what dropped the score I agree. Uh, for me. So yeah. And did, was Brian kind of the same sentiment with it? Yeah, he he was. He was yeah. a, he's a he says a lot. He liked the open world, but he liked Red Dead Redemption 2's open world better. Okay. Um, he didn't like how that your spoilers, I guess, that your choices don't really matter towards the end. Like you don't mm. have different endings; it's always like the same ending. Yeah. Um, so he didn't really care for that, and I, I guess I can see his point. But I have overall fatigue a lot. So I didn't mind it being a little bit more condensed. I mean, there was still one mm-hmm. parts, and I think Hogwarts was beautiful, but maybe a little bit more. It, sometimes it felt very bare. I think um, it would have been cool, yeah, if there was a good ending and a bad ending, like if you chose the evil path. Because, like, Knights of the Old Republic, that's what I liked about it so much, because it had that, like, clearly good path, clearly yeah. evil path, and I think Hogwarts has that. Like In the dialogue choices yeah. they do, right? You can yeah. say, you know, complete the quest, you can say... I'm not going to give you the item or, or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Or like if you use the unforgivable curses so much, like it'll change your appearance or something to look more evil. Where if you're playing with more friendly curses, then your guy will be yeah. more of a. Yeah, they got that stuff. Here. They got that kind of stuff in like Red Dead. Yeah. It's always like hard for me to like, I always try to like go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I always get like stuck in the middle because I'm always like, 
can't resist doing some evil shit. Like, I'm <laughs> See, not, I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah, I, would always I, I always go down the, the good yeah. path. Yeah, I, I do. I do go down the good uh, path mostly. But then I'm like, ah. <laughs> See, I kind of want to like, like, like live this be. train or because yeah. I, I I feel like if you go down the good path, I feel like you aren't gonna miss out on getting like items or you know differently. Like, Except for like when you want to live a train or something like that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Or like, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'll try to be good. Like, I think I'm, like, 66% good probably right now on what yeah. I'm running through. But it's, like, so hard for me to resist. A lot of times, yeah, it feels like the canon endings for those types of games is to trend towards the good side. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I always like the evil side, too. Like, I didn't go to where I was played the evil side in Fable. I would always trend towards the bad side. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my evil dark heart in me yeah <laughs> so i i beat that and that on the horizon um we're getting this really quick yeah um started playing the final fantasy 7 rebirth demo yes. um i know scott you beat it yes I did. um i may be an hour in okay um so it looks amazing the mm-hmm. combat feels i think i kind of get used to it um because I, I you you went back and platinum remake so it was, you know, I haven't played the remakes since 2020, so it's been a while to kind of get used to, like, how it works. It's a little mm-hmm. bit it's different than how it is in Final Fantasy XVI. Um, but, yeah, so far I've enjoyed it, and I feel like just playing the demo so far, I the characters seem a little bit more fleshed out, which I kind of like. Yeah. Like, Cloud's just not, like, I, don't, I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up, but... I just feel like you can get more of his personality so far in this mm-hmm. demo than what I experienced playing the playing the remake. Right. But that's just how I feel. But yeah, so far so good. I have it pre-ordered. Um, I also pre-ordered Dragon's Dogma too, but that's coming out in March. Yes, but yeah, that's I'm looking forward to Dragon's Dogma too too. But yeah, but back, yeah, back to Rebirth. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think part of why Cloud was a little more like he's more kiddish he's more anxious because this is like his first big mission and he's with like Sephiroth is like the seasoned veteran war hero and he wants to make a good impression on he, Sephiroth. he looks up so he's all like nervous about it and stuff yeah and so yeah this was like five years before the remake where then in five years Cloud is this more stiff military veteran guy and he's had some trauma he's seen shit yeah yeah and so, but I really like that the very first thing they're doing in Rebirth is establishing why Sephiroth is a villain. Because in Remake, he just pops up mysteriously, and you're like, who's the Sephiroth guy, and why is he all of a sudden a bad guy when we've been fighting Shinra this whole time? And, you, yeah, a lot of people who never played the original Final Fantasy VII don't really understand... Like, why we should be afraid of Sephiroth yet? Because in the original Final Fantasy VII, I was talking to my brother because he recently went back and played the original, mm-hmm. and you don't even see Sephiroth in the original until after where Remake ends, like where Rebirth starts. And, okay. and this scene, this flashback is like where the first time where um, Sephiroth kills President Shinra like he does in Remake. And that's, like, the first time you see him. And it's like, oh, no, like, this guy's terrible. we got to get out of here. And then they ask Cloud, like, who is this guy? Kind of like they are in Rebirth. Got it. And then it kind of fleshes out. So now you know the whole villain for the rest of the game now. So they're fleshing it out, like, right now. So people who are confused, they can explain a few things. Um, 
So I thought that was pretty cool, like the the demo. And I guess the demo too, if you play through this part, it says on the main menu, if you play this part, you can skip it when you actually play, like when the real That's game key. comes out. That's key. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy 16 did that, where the demo came out, and that was actually the beginning of the game, whereas the demo is not taking place at the beginning yeah. of Rebirth. It's somewhere like, I don't know how much time's in, but um, I think my character's like level 40 when I, when I play a demo, so I think you must be somewhere around there, I don't know. But um, but I like that, that you can like play a demo, mm -hmm. and then you're, you're kind of rewarded for it, and I had to play it over yeah. again in the game. So um, I, li I like that uh, yeah. aspect, so... Yeah, it's nice when you're able to get like through mm -hmm. the tutorial or whatnot. Well, yeah. well, they they put the mm -hmm. tutorial like obviously in the demo it's in, it's in there, but mm -hmm. um, you know the tutorial part of the game it's gonna be different than what's in the demo. Because oh, really? because the demo is not the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere like in the first, I was in third maybe. So it's sort of like a almost like a little tiny DLC you can get. And... Well, no, because it's in the game. No, it's an actual like chapter yeah. in the game. This yeah. is like a two-hour chunk. It's but like one it, of the chapters. Yeah, but it's just kind of like, like a flashback, though. Yeah, it is, and it explains some of the things so you're confused about the transition game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like a spoiler for the actual game. Right, I, I get it because it is a flashback. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so are you going to play the demo at all before the game comes out? Yeah, I, I know you're getting. <clears throat> I downloaded it. I just haven't gotten the. Yeah, I mean, I got I, I got like five minutes in, and I was like, yeah, I want to wait because mm -hmm. I don't want to like play the demo and then I have to wait like two weeks for the game to come out. So yeah, and you said Probably you went back next week. You went back to remake, didn't you? you yeah, were playing through that. Yeah, again. I'm like on chapter ten or something right now. So okay, so like, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably gonna finish it though before the second one comes out. Like redo it again. I think it was like eighteen chapters. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you're a little over halfway. Yeah. yeah. Because that first nine, I think, is longer than the last nine. It felt like, yeah, I beat, I beat yeah. the game already. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was replaying it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> then really quickly, I wanted to jump in. So, this week, um, Steam had its next fest thing, which is there's a whole bunch of demos for upcoming games that you can try out on Steam on the PC side of things. And so I was checking out a few games because I had gotten into early access for a game I was kind of excited about called Stormgate. It's going to be coming out in early access, I think, later this year. Um, but uh, it's from the StarCraft II and WarCraft III developers. Like a bunch of them that had left Blizzard, they started up their own company and they wanted to create a new RTS off of the vein of StarCraft II and WarCraft III, and it's called Stormgate. And from what I played, yeah, it's really responsive. It feels a lot like the gameplay of StarCraft II. Like, it's very fast. Like, the macro side of things, they've automated a bunch of stuff, like workers going to mine the minerals. Like, as soon as they you build them, they're off mining. So they're trying to streamline it a lot. To... Is it similar to, like, uh, Starfield, where it's, like, space kind of shit, with, like, um, and shit like that? Or... It's... Well, it's not like an RPG, it's an RTS. So it's a real-time strategy, like StarCraft. Or StarCraft. That's yeah. So the two races they've unveiled so far are like the Terrans, which are the human faction, and the Zerg. So the Terrans are called the Vanguard, and then in this, the Zerg are called the Infernals, and they're like demon people. I think it kind of is, yeah. But it's not as outer, like the maps, you 
don't see like outer space in any of the maps or anything. Like it's on a planet. Different like, planet. Usually. That's right. Yeah. And then there's two resources. Like you've got, um, it's like gold, and then you've got like an ore that you're mining. And it's just those two, kind of like in StarCraft, you had two resources that mm. you're mining. Um, and there's going to be a campaign mode, but they haven't opened that up. They just had some multiplayer for the like the demo you could play. But I enjoyed what I played. Like it definitely felt like one of those StarCraft types of games, and it was really smooth. So um, now the other RTS that is a very outer space like is Homeworld Three, and I think you drafted it in our Fantasy Critic draft. I did. I know one of us did. Drafted Homeworld Three. I think it, was. Me, I think yeah. it was Eric yeah. that drafted Homeworld Three, uh, and it's cool. I mean, I think that it has a pretty decent following from the first two games, but it's been like over 10 years since Homeworld 2 came out Um, and yeah basically you have a mothership and then you build all your units from this mothership and it's literally spaceships that you're building and you're fighting but really what they had in the demo was a roguelike type of mode Mm -hmm. this is just one of the modes they also are going to have versus in it but it's like ai um and then there's different missions that you have to complete and you complete three of the missions i'll, I'll be right there like a boss fight yeah sorry um but i thought that it was kind of cool there were a lot of mechanics it was pretty complicated so it you really have to like be committed to learning it if you want to get into the game but thought, it seems like it's pretty fun if you get into yeah, it yeah i think i might have played one of those actually yeah maybe homeworld too but but yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what it was when I drafted it. I just saw three. So yeah, I was and like, it was coming I was like, out. It must so be pretty good if it's yeah. third one coming out. So yeah, and that's coming out in May. Yeah. Um, and then probably one that I liked the most was called Breachway, um, and it was a card-based game. Um, but it was. I don't know if you've ever heard of FTL, and it's like a rogue-like type of game. Um, where you go to different points and then random events can happen to you that, like, will give you extra crew members or they'll give you, like, um, extra credits as you're beating these ships as you go along and you're improving your weapon systems or shielding systems and you try to make your ship as powerful as possible and then you face off a big boss at the end of the zone and then there's, like, three or four different zones in order to beat it. But if you fail, then, you know, you can try again with another ship. And um, and so it's very similar. Um, and the combat is kind of card-based. So you have, like, your weapons are card-based. There's, like, three different resources. Your weapon attacks are one. Your shield, like, if you see a incoming attack on you, you can put up your shields and, and try to deflect those. Um, but I thought it was really fun playing through a round of that in the demo there. That was probably the one I was most excited for. There were a few others, but I'm not going to... Uh, well, we'll wait for Brett to come back from the bathroom. So I can go into some more of the demos if you want. Yeah, if um, you them, because... Uh, <clears throat> there was one called... Did you, did you see that one game that came out, uh, I think maybe last week? Uh, it was like a survival game. I want to try that out. Oh, I did hear about that. Enshrouded, I think yeah, it was called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It got a bunch of Steam views, too. I don't think it quite hit the level of Power World. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I've heard that it was doing really well. Yeah, I think... 
They time that bad though with Power World, but yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of want to try that game out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think it's only like thirty bucks. It's a good number of access. I'm usually not very good at survival type of games, so yeah, I like those. I, I like really got into Rust for a little while there, but that yeah. was a while back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you guys do. I know you and Dominic played Rust for a while. Mm -hmm. I know you guys were trying to get me to get Power World. I don't know if you tried it much, but well, I kind of fell off of it because our base got destroyed. Oh, oh, that's my problem with those types of games. You have to kind of keep up with it, and then if somebody comes in and destroys your base, well, it's not, it feels it's not bad. PvP, though. So it was just fucking a bunch of Pokemon that came and destroyed it. Yeah. Burned it down. We had a fucking tower, like, that was probably, like, a mile high into the sky. Mm -hmm. And then you can only, you can just destroy the bottom part and the whole fucking thing falls. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so... The, well, the game was also, the game was also having like, problems loading too hmm. after they put okay. the update out, so I was just I just haven't gone back to it since. Okay, and that game's still in early access, so I'm sure in another year or two it'll be even better once they add like PVP and stuff. People will be excited for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and different Pokemon types, but uh, so Brett's back. So let's yeah. move on to the big topic. The reason why we really wanted to do this episode. There's been some rumors swirling. Brett was starting to send us all text messages. It was early this week, right? And yeah. You're like, hey, I'm seeing some of the people I watch on Twitter. They're like tweeting out that Microsoft had some meeting and they're looking to um, release some of their exclusive Xbox games on the PlayStation. Uh, games like Hi-Fi Rush and... Um, and Starfield, like which is a big one from last year, and potentially even Halo or Gears of War, um, are getting thrown out there as as games that will be coming to PlayStation. They'll become multi-platform, and then that's basically raises the question: Well, what's the future of Xbox going to be? People are starting to go into, oh, Xbox is is done for. We're never going to see like. Now PlayStation owns the console market and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to see because I feel like you two are more bleak on Xbox because of this news than I am. So um, I'll start off, Brett. So we know Phil Spencer said he's going to have a, like, Xbox is going to have a press conference next week where they're going to... Oh, they didn't say the future press conference. Well, they're gonna have some an update. Gonna, they we don't know if it's gonna be like a like a blog post or some type of pre-recorded video. We don't know the day that this is happening no. or anything yet. No. So, um, so what? Kind of how it started? Yeah. Was that I? I believe this is correct. That somebody found when they were data mining that they saw that Hi-Fi Rush was gonna be coming to. PlayStation in the first <coughs> quarter of 2024. Okay. Then it was Sea of Thieves. Now, both of those games, Hi-Fi Rush came out, what, last year, I think? Or 2022? It was last year. Uh, okay, it was last year. Mm -hmm. And Sea of Thieves has been out since 2018, I believe. Yeah. So, those games are older, and they're not really temple franchises of Xbox, mm -hmm. right? Like, Hi-Fi right. Rush was just... You know, a game that just kind of came out, got good reviews, you yeah. liked it. But then see if these you can see, like, okay, it's a it's a very PvP-based game. Like, maybe they want to 
make some more money off of it. Maybe it's kind of hit the point of like that's as much money we're gonna be able to get off of it. So let's release it to other platforms. That, that makes sense to me. Okay. However, then the rumors are coming out that Starfield was going to eventually be coming to PlayStation, and they didn't say when, but it was that was the big rumors. We coming eventually, right? It just came mm-hmm. out in September of 2023. Then more rumors started circulating that okay, it's not only just Starfield, you're going to see possibly Gears of War collection and the Halo Master Chief collection coming. Now, both of those, you know, things are old, too. So it makes you wonder, like, you know, is it just a way for Microsoft to kind of, like, recoup money, like, you know, from games that are super old? Does it mean that they're going to launch newer titles on PlayStation as well? And then going into the whole thing of, is PlayStation, I mean, is Xbox out? Okay, okay let's start let's, with let's, some let's break up the pieces. Okay, yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so... First thing... Well, what's your original question? I think I don't, even, I don't think I even answered it. Right, we just set up what happened. Yeah. Um, so, and then you started doing all the questions. Um, okay. So, what is... What do you think... What? How many games... How much instantiated do you think these rumors are? Like, how many games do you think are going to be coming? Is it just going to be the older ones, or do you think that their newer games are go also... Like, all Xbox games will also be available on PlayStation? I think eventually it's going to be everything. You think everything? Yeah. I think it'll be time releases. I think they're going to probably be on Xbox for, like, a year. Because they want people to... six months, something like that, and then... But that's what I mean by eventually, though. It's, like, not going to be boxed into just being on Xbox or on PC through the Windows um, Game mm-hmm. Store or Windows Game Pass or whatever. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's... And I, pre- I predicted this a few years ago. Maybe prediction is not the right word, but I said that Xbox, Xbox should... Or Microsoft should focus on becoming... On being what they're good at, which is a software company. They never really delved into hardware before. They're no one's... Huh? Look at the Windows OS. I mean, they, they made the Zune, and that went away, right? Yeah, but do you think they're a good software company? Yeah. Like In terms games? of Microsoft. I didn't say Xbox. Microsoft. Oh, and I think that's where they're really going to push to. And, and to answer your question, Scott, I do... Yeah, no, Xbox? No. No. And I think they're kicking themselves with the ABK acquisition, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to get into that later. Because I think they overpaid for it. Um, but yeah, it's like... What what's their what's their plan? What do they if they're doing this? If this if these rumors are true, you know, my question is is like, what's the purpose of owning an Xbox? I mean, I get it. Like, you can get you know, if we go and I, I agree with you. I don't think it's gonna be everything all at once. I think it'll be timed releases. Okay, so you said what's the purpose of? Owning an Xbox. If all the games become available on PlayStation or Nintendo. Yeah. Um, well, I think people still like that Xbox interface. Like, the Xbox Series S is still cheaper than PlayStation. And it still is more powerful than the Switch. So I think for people on a budget that want a console, that's an option. And they have a pretty good user interface. I, I kind of like it better than the PlayStations myself. Like, I maybe think, I'm just more used to it. But 
I think this is going to be the last gen of Xbox officially like being a console. I could see them down the line maybe no more going into like Xbox. a streaming device type of thing. Well, they're pushing the cloud. Well, that would be a console if they come out with a device. Like the Steam Deck still has storage cool. space that you can download games to it. I could see, but them I could see that being a console, like a, though. It's just a handheld. Like yeah, I could see them doing like a Steam Deck type of thing where it's a handheld console with storage, mm-hmm. and if you get Game Pass, you can download or, you know, you can just download games from the Microsoft Store if you don't have Game Pass too. Still. Um, but I think they'll also still continue to create consoles. I think they want to get for like the Pass. regular market too. I think like, they want to get Game Pass on like everything now. Like, yeah, I can see them trying to get like, Game Pass on like so that's iPads and shit like yeah. that. Like, so that's a question. Well, I was trying to find. I, I saw this on Twitter, and I, I was trying to find it, but I couldn't find it. Some company did a conference for their stakeholders. And they released that 77 of this generation, Generation 9, which is just the Xbox and the PlayStation, mm-hmm. has sold 77 million consoles. Okay. What do you guys think is the market for PlayStation out of the 77? What's for Xbox? Like, how many yeah. sold? Like, I mean, we know that the PlayStation console has sold more than Xbox. Mm-hmm. Wait, you said Xbox sold 77 million? No, total. Xbox and PlayStation has sold 77 million consoles. Oh, so like what percentage? I think it's probably like Xbox probably sold like 20 mil, maybe. And PlayStation 52 or whatever. I was going to go percentage base, but yeah, I mean. Go numbers. Just go raw numbers. It's easier. um, I think higher than that. I think like 25. Million for Xbox, and then does this count? Yeah, yeah, closer to yeah. 30 million for uh, Xbox, yeah, and maybe like 25 mil. Then with 45. the S, so here's million for because yes, I don't consider next gen personally. But. So here's the numbers so PlayStation has released the release numbers at the end of 2023, they sold I think it was like 50 or 52 million consoles. Oh, I was right, but. okay. Xbox doesn't report their numbers anymore, mm-hmm. so. Doing the math, let's say PlayStation got a bump of like three million. Okay, so if you do that hypothetically, that's fifty-five million consoles for PlayStation, and twenty-two for Xbox. Oh, so that's twenty-seven. So fifty-five for PlayStation, twenty-two for Xbox. I mean, that's a huge gap, and Xbox still hasn't recovered from what happened with the Xbox One, and. Is it like the game thing I think is, is is a cool idea, but like is continuing hardware the right strategy? I think that's what Xbox is top of the. You think that's what their update's gonna be about next week? Is I mean, if they haven't reported, hardware. if they haven't reported numbers already, why would they report next week? I think it's gonna be their strategy going forward. Is what they're gonna talk. about. I think about. so too, especially if the rumors are true that they're bringing games to other consoles. I don't see how that would be a viable strategy. To like I think even if they lose... Sales on your console, because they're not getting yeah. PlayStation games on their console. So like, they are getting a PC, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but in, terms of, in terms of if you're trying to continue like, your The thing consoles, is, though, Microsoft's such a big company, I don't think they mind as much if they lose money on console sales, as long as it creates more devices that Gamecast can be on. 
and then Game Pass makes up for whatever they lose in console sales. So I still think that they will have a market for consoles that they will make, like a high-powered consoles that can play the latest games on, if people want to choose that. But I don't think that they're... Gonna, I don't think Game Pass... I don't think they care about having exclusive games. Well, I don't think Game Pass is going to be coming to PlayStation, though. I, I you don't think, think so? No. I think eventually it will. You think so? PlayStation allows it, yeah. Well, they have their own... Yeah, how would that... Yeah, like, that's something that was going through my mind. Well, there's EA Play. EA Play's on... If Microsoft goes third party, EA Play's on um, PlayStation. And that's... Uh, EA, EA well, EA Play is built into the Game Pass Ultimate subscription right now. Yeah, but the point is, though, it's also on PlayStation. Yeah. And PlayStation has their own streaming thing, too. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, what I was thinking... Is you know, but the problem is like Xbox Game Pass has like games yeah. that somebody's gonna want to sell. Yeah, Game like, Pass is a worse deal. There's a lot deal. of third party games. On yeah. Game Pass. Well, also I'll get this point too. Xbox would be smart. You think about it, they do do that, go down that route. Maybe it would be like a limited Game Pass where it's only Microsoft exclusives. I don't know. Well, think about it like this. So Microsoft is really pushing people to be digital, right? They don't want you to own physical. They're not really pushing physical games anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so think Nobody about is. For, well, PlayStation still is. You can still buy, you know, physical discs. You still you offer can, but they... I mean, the I last think... console it came out with was a digital... So yeah, for people that had, they wanted a little bit cheaper, but a lot of people still buy the disc drive, right. though. But mm-hmm. my point is, is that it's actually smart for them to do this because if you can put a game on Game Pass and then have it come to PlayStation and charge $70... Indiana Jones is another example I didn't mention earlier. That could, that's, that's probably coming. That's rumored coming, and then um, you know who knows Call of Duty, and who knows about Elder Scrolls Six in Call the future. Call of Duty is going to be because yeah, I think we have like a ten-year deal in yeah. part of their acquisition where, where they have to be. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about even in the future, like past that ten-year like agreement. Um, yeah, I think they'll still continue to be multiplayer. Yeah. They'll they'll continue to work out a deal with. PlayStation or whatever. Like, like, I think this answer, and I want to get into Call of Duty will be relevant in 10 years. But. And I know we're kind of jumping around, but I guess I am jumping around. So, but I want to get to Phil Spencer really quick. Okay, the, the angels sent from heaven to save Xbox, right? Like, and Phil we trust and all this stuff. I remember me and Nick and I don't, yeah. Huge arguments <laughs> about how Phil is going to be turning this brain around. Mm-hmm. So, with these rumors that came out, Phil had a response on Twitter. And it was like a day late. And he goes, quote, we're listening and we hear you. Uh-huh. We've been planning a business update event for next week. We look forward business to sharing more t- details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. What I take, end quote. What I take from that is that they didn't come out and debunk the rumors. They didn't even really acknowledge them. Besides saying, mm-hmm. we hear you and we'll have an update next week. Yeah. That gives me credit... Tells me that there's credence to these rumors, and here's my question for you guys. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let me get. This. I'm just picturing Phil like in the uh, the HQ, like panicking with all his boys. Like, what are we gonna, what are we gonna say next week? <laughs> we gotta give him an update. I promised an update well, in a week. Well, this brings me to what happened with ABK and the amount of money, sixty-eight billion dollars they spent on ABK. And then we come out a couple of days, I think a couple of days ago, how many people they laid off. And Toys R Us well, getting hit hard and tons of layoffs of people. And it seemed like Activision was kind of just waiting until it was fully acquired. 
to do it. So Microsoft had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they got rid of Pete Hines from Bethesda. Well, I didn't hear about that. A one. big marketing guy, yeah, right? He was always, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. And my question is, is that I think Phil Spencer was really the one that was pushing all these big acquisitions. Mm-hmm. If you're going, if they plan to go in the direction of being a third party, where does that leave Phil Spencer? I mean, there has to be two um, directions I still, getting ahead here. And who uh, wins out? It's going to be whoever's higher up than Phil Spencer. So what, what, what happens to him? I'm not really that concerned wow. about that. Which is um, a question, because he's ahead of Xbox. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll continue being the voice for Xbox for a while. I, you, you think he's going to get let go here pretty soon? I think this year, do you think he's going to get let go? No, I don't think this year, but I think when you have a conflict like that, and somebody goes in the opposite direction, I don't think you stay with that company. Yeah, I think you're kind of like... Well, okay, I'm gonna go somewhere this, else. This is not kind of what happened to the old Xbox guy who was like, well, trying to push the digital only console. Uh, wasn't that Don Maddock? Don Maddock, he got hacked. Well, I did hear that the Federal Trade Commission is trying to appeal now the acquisition because I guess part of the acquisition, Microsoft said they wouldn't lay off a certain percentage of people, and they did. Mm-hmm. So now I didn't see that. the Federal Trade Commission's trying to. Rebunk like to appeal the deal that went through again, so now they've got that issue again coming up. Microsoft does because of all these layoffs. Yeah, I didn't like seeing that. Um, but the I still think though that Microsoft wouldn't be bringing these games like to PlayStation or Nintendo unless PlayStation or Nintendo is paying them to bring the games there. Like I don't think they just decided, oh, we want these games on PlayStation and then. Like here, PlayStation, we're gonna give you these games for free. I bet that there was a deal. That well, they make money out. No, they will make money off the game being sold. Well, I think there's some deal though that hey, we'll bring our games. I doubt it. I don't think PlayStation's that desperate for their games, but I think Xbox would tell them like, hey, we want plan to release our some of our games on your system, and then yeah, as any publisher would, they would get you know a percentage of it, just like a, a Ubisoft game, just like an EA game, just like. Any other third-party publisher. That's how I would envision it. I mean, I want Microsoft to make money, though, because it's put out better games. I still want there to be competition, because I don't think it's necessarily good for the gaming industry if PlayStation owns the AAA game development space, really. Like... Well, I, I want the competition too. And, and the console not, space, because then it becomes like a Madden thing where it's like, oh, this version of the PlayStation is the same thing as the last one. Well, there's going to be a void, and you're right. Mm-hmm. But who's to say Apple or Amazon can't get into that space? You think uh, Amazon or Apple will make a console? Good. I mean, Apple's going into VR. They've they got their weird that. Vision Pro thing that's like $5,000. But, I mean, who says they, they can't? I mean, they could. Yeah, they they haven't, and well, consoles have been around for a while. Yeah. But I mean, we saw what happened when Google tried. Well, Google tried to get into streaming. Yeah, they didn't get a, into yeah. consoles. Well, Amazon tried to get into games for a little bit. They're making some. They have a yeah, gaming they, they division, like a, but it's like as a, a third party, not that, as not know, as a console. Wasn't that one made by them? Like, yeah. Was that Lost? Yeah, that was New that Earth or whatever it was. New World. Yeah, New World. Yeah. And there was another one, too, that was, a, like, a Diablo-like game that came out that was Amazon's. Was that guess. Lost Ark? Uh, yeah, I think that was Lost Ark, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think if you're a PlayStation Nintendo, you're just sitting there, staying silent, and just 
eating all no, of this. I think I think Microsoft continues to be hardware. I think there will be another generation of them. But yeah, I could see some games coming too. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I think there could be one more generation. It's as dire as what you guys are making it out to be. But I mean, I can never. I don't think it's dire. I just, I just don't think they're going to continue with consoles as much longer, Mm. if at all, after this gen. Okay. I guess we'll see next week. Continue with hardware. So. I disagree. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Put it in the comments. And you tell us what you think about this whole situation and what is gonna what is Phil Spencer gonna say next week? What? If he even says anything about the Well he said that he's oh, gonna no. have an update or something. <laughs> so I would assume it would be him giving an update, but Yeah, well um I'm excited to see what happens next week. Yeah. I am actually really Yeah, this is exciting. Intrigued and Very it, it, it kinda reinvigorated my love for the gaming industry. <laughs> nice. Um to see to see this happening. So I'm uh <laughs> But, you know, to Scott's point, competition does bring, you know, innovation and helps improve. Um, but, yeah. Just, I, I do hope Hi-Fi Rush makes it so you can try it out. I would try I want it somebody, out. I want one of you guys to play it. I mean, Dominic's not going to play because he doesn't like those types of games. Me. And it's like, what? Yeah. I, you would play it. You I would play it because I'm a, I'm a yeah. I like all games. I'm not just a multiplayer simp, so. Yeah. Um, and Worry and the World of the Wisps. You don't have to play Blind Forest. Just play it. Yeah, yeah, I'm already texting me that. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Okay, and yeah, so that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, hopefully we'll, you'll catch us again soon uh, whenever we have another episode. We don't really have a, another set schedule going, just whenever big news is coming out. You can check for taking games because we cover the big news. And let us know if you like the whole studio vibe or just... Uh, I like that one. The online. Oh, yeah. If you want to do because because yeah. online, it seems like we can do that more instantaneously yeah. than being all in the same. We can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do quicker episodes if we do it online streaming and then upload it to YouTube. But it's harder for me to get the quality because all three of you guys have to have good cameras, uh, good microphones. I got and, I got it. Yeah. I, I have my phone. So, and then I have to figure out the layout on my side, because I'm the one streaming it. Get the connect um, out, bro. So. I have a connect on an Xbox. I'm, I'm not PlayStation the most I. artistic person, so. Uh, but, I mean, not that the quality on these is that great either, so. No, we never improved over five so years. So, yeah, let us know years. which format you like better. So. All right, thanks. Bye.